0: this podcast is part of the tremula network adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track to find out more head to tremula.network or find us on socials seize your adventure is part of the tremula network adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track Hello adventurers, Fran Tarowskis here and I realise that I have been away from your headphones for a little while. I have been working very hard on a couple of projects and so I haven't had as much chance for Seize Your Adventure as I would like to have but I did want to bring you a little something new in August. So for those of you who follow me very closely you may have already heard this one. But back in June, I had the honour of being invited onto another podcast called Podcaster. And this is a slightly different type of interview to some of the ones that I've had before. Podcaster is hosted by V, the voice of pod. And podcast hosts take a seat in the podcaster chair to answer random questions about life and the podcast that they have created. I've done a few interviews in the past, but this was definitely one of the most fun and soul-searching ones. So do go and check them out if you enjoy this one. But for now, in lieu of a Q&A with myself, please enjoy this episode. I'm really happy with how the podcast has turned out. And being able to just change a couple of people's lives has been so amazing, and the feedback that I've been getting from people really makes me feel like I've achieved something. Hello, listener. My name is V,
1: the voice of POD, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster It's a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then, they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello, V. Please introduce
0: yourself and your
1: podcast to our listeners.
0: So, my name is Fran Tarowskis and my podcast is Seize Your Adventure. And that's a bit of a clever pun because it's a podcast about adventure sports and outdoors and also about epilepsy.
1: Thank you for joining us, Fran.
0: How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sleepy. It's been very busy. Same as lots of podcasts at the moment. Lots of things going on in the background. So it's a nice little break to speak to you. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ever ready for random questions, but let's go. Great, let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? So this is an epic story. I'll try and keep the short version for you. But in 2015, I was diagnosed with epilepsy myself. And then in 2017, I decided to go and walk the Camino de Santiago, which is 500 miles across Spain from the east to the west. And whilst I was doing that, I realised that it was a bit surprising for people that someone with epilepsy could do a walk like that, um, particularly because I did it solo So when I came back, I started to try and find other people like me with epilepsy that do adventurous things. And I started off asking them to just write blog posts, but I didn't really find that that was the most appealing for me to just have it written on a page. I really wanted to speak to people and get to know a bit more about them and really connect with them as well as somebody else with epilepsy that is into the same things as me. So a podcast was the logical way of doing that and being able to have real conversations with people and share the person behind the diagnosis.
1: What do you hope people take away from listening to your podcast?
0: There are so many things I want people to take away. Um, Obviously, for people that don't really know about epilepsy, I would love it if they use the podcast as a way to learn about it in an interesting way, being able to listen to people talk about their sports and the passion behind it, whilst also talking about their epilepsy at the same time. But I think in a general way, I just want everybody to know that Having epilepsy doesn't stop you from doing adventurous things and we don't have to be scared of people with epilepsy taking part in adventurous sports. What was the last thing you did for yourself? So I had a massage at the weekend just gone and that's only about the third time that I've had a massage in my life and it was incredible. I was aching for a couple of days afterwards, I'm still aching a bit because there were so many knots in my shoulders and that kind of thing. The massage therapist afterwards said to me, you can come back. I think that we, we can work on you a bit more. Um, so obviously it was something that I really needed, but that was definitely a treat for myself, which, as I say, I haven't had very much. And it really felt like a, a oh, what's the word? Just a very self-indulgent thing to do. How much do you gossip? I don't think I really gossip that much at all. I feel like I'm quite trustworthy in terms of if people tell me something I don't tend to pass it on. But having said that I do quite like hearing the gossip so I suppose that still counts if people are giving me the information but I don't tend to be the gossip myself. Beach or
1: swimming pool?
0: Beach definitely beach for me I am very outdoors and nature-based so beach is the the logical one but also partly because I get a little bit bored if I'm just at a swimming pool whereas if I'm on a beach I can go off and do some some walks and exploring and try and find some caves and rock pooling and that kind of thing as well So definitely beach for me.
1: What has been one of the most interesting things you've learnt in one of your episodes?
0: This is a really tricky one. I often learn a lot from my guests about adventurous places that I then have to add to my bucket list. So every single guest has given me Uh, a new place in the world that I didn't even necessarily know about. But in terms of an interesting thing, an interesting fact, one of the ones that was just mind-blowing to me was in my second season. I was speaking to a gentleman called Ian Johnston, and he did a degree in... I have to remember the name of the degree. It was a very complicated... um, Uh, Clinical physiology, I think, was the degree he did. And he had a focus on epilepsy and people with epilepsy who do sports. So he has all of this knowledge and facts about the numbers and figures and stats of people with epilepsy that do and don't do sports. And he said to me that 40% of the UK are sedentary and do no exercise which is quite a big amount. I was quite surprised by that stat already. But then for people with epilepsy, it's double that. So 80% of people with epilepsy don't take part in any sports. They're very sedentary. They're very inactive. And the reason for this is because people with epilepsy do get afraid of doing things when they have seizures. And they're worried that doing sport or or being outside sometimes might bring on a seizure. So they avoid doing things, which was just heartbreaking to learn. And something which, like I say, it was astounding to me. There's double the amount of people with epilepsy that, that are just sedentary. And hopefully my podcast is working to change that a little bit. How
1: sentimental
0: are you? I don't know. This is making me think really deep. I am sentimental in terms of, I I do like to keep mementos and that kind of thing. But I also am pretty good at doing spring cleaning every now and then and just throwing stuff away. But certainly on, on my wall right now, I have pictures and maps of places that I've been and I've got little trinkets from various travels and that kind of thing. But also I'm not very, I don't focus on the past very much. So I don't dwell on things that have happened and become very sentimental about that time in the past that I wish I could go back to but certainly I I do kind of keep things to remind myself, possibly because I'll just forget if I don't have the things. My memory can be a bit bad like that sometimes. What are you too scared to try? I don't know. I don't want to say that I'm super brave, but I feel like I would try most things. I do feel like I skydive would be one of the ones that would be really pushing it for me. And that's partly for two very stupid reasons. And one was of people of my age might remember the um, Hollyoaks late nights. And there was one episode where there was a skydive that ended horribly. I think that scarred me for life. I was probably slightly too young to watch that episode and I don't think I would ever do a skydive now um yeah I think skydiving is one of the few things that kind of pops into my mind in terms of I don't think I'd ever do that but I try most things and obviously I do an adventure podcast so I have done quite a lot of adventure sports that are scary but that's part of the good thing about it it's good to be scared every now and then So, but skydiving, we'll go with that one.
1: Have you ever thought that you're the smartest person in the room?
0: Yes. Just leave it at that, shall we? Cat or dog? It depends what mood I'm in, which I suppose makes me a cat, but... (laughs) Probably cat. Cats are easier to look after, um, but I would never say no to having a dog. How do you cope with stress? Badly, sometimes. But I when I'm coping with stress well, I will be doing something active. So I do a lot of walking and hiking out in mountains and things like that when I can do and I was doing a lot of running a couple of years ago I foolishly uh, decided to do a trail race of 100 kilometers over two days and during the training for that I was obviously doing an awful lot of running which at times made me stress because there was so much running that I had to do and fit into a very busy working week already. But when I was on the runs, when I do running, it is a very good stress buster. But I've gone back to doing just walking and hiking now, which is a little bit more of a relaxed way of doing it. And gives me time to think and some headspace to think about things.
1: What was the first single you owned?
0: I think it was probably Aqua. And I think it was Dr. Jones, which is still an epic song. And I might go and listen to it after this.
1: What's the best thing you've ever eaten?
0: There are so many things that I've eaten that are just amazing. And I think, surprisingly, two things come to mind. And it's both fish, which I don't eat fish that much, which goes to show how good it was really fresh fish and one of them was just a a fish and chips in Santander and I was just very hungry and the fish was very fresh and I was there with me and my boyfriend and we spent the entire meal just going this is really good this is really good fish and that was it it was plain fried fish but that was the first thing that came to my head. So it was obviously the best thing that I've ever eaten.
1: What makes you happy?
0: So many things. Again, depending on what my mood is. So many things make me happy, but... I mean, being around people that I love and enjoy spending time with, that makes me happy. Really good food, really good fish, that really made me happy. Um, And I think also I'm quite goal-driven sometimes. So being able to set a goal and achieve it, that makes me really happy as well. Running a hundred kilometres, that made me really happy. It might not make some people happy but to get to the end of that was an amazing feeling. Walking across Spain, that made me really happy. And there were obviously times in it that I was very unhappy, but to get to the end was an amazing feeling. And yeah, lots of things make me happy, big things and small things. If you could be granted one wish, what would it be? This is very Sophie's Choice style. I feel like there's the cross between wanting to be very selfish with this wish and wanting to change the world with it. I honestly couldn't choose. I feel like if I'm being very selfish I would, well, I just want everyone that I know and love to be happy and healthy. Is that selfish? Maybe that's a bit selfish. Reality TV or documentary? Documentary. No question. In what areas of your life are you settled? I think probably my relationship is the most settled thing. I've been with my boyfriend for 11 years now and it's the most steady and settled thing in my life that's run through all of my adult life. I think most things around that I'm probably pretty unsettled. I do an awful lot of traveling around, I do an awful lot of changing what I'm doing in my work and trying to mix things up there but certainly to be with my boyfriend for 11 years you could say that's pretty settled do you
1: think you've achieved the goals you set yourself when you first began your podcast
0: I don't know if I set myself a goal I'm contradicting myself here because I said that I'm very goal-driven, but when I started my podcast, I didn't really have any idea of where it was going, so I'm really happy with how the podcast has turned out and being able to just change a couple of people's lives has been so amazing, and the feedback that I've been getting from people really makes me feel like I've achieved something. But I didn't know what to expect when I started the podcast. I've never done a podcast before. I have no idea why I thought that I could do one, but I think I've done quite well with it. And I'm happy with what I have achieved, I don't know if I had any goals at the start, it was just something that I thought was needed, and so I'd started doing it. How would you define adventurous? This is mean because this is what I ask my guests, and no matter how many times I hear other people talking about it, I still find it really difficult to describe. I think if, if I were to describe adventure, I would say that adventure is a feeling and it's a little bit like love. You know what an adventure is when you have one, even though you might not be able to put your finger on why that's an adventure. So I suppose adventurous is putting yourself in situations where you might have an adventure, so stepping out of your front door and taking a left and then taking a right and then taking another left and not having an idea of where you're going to go, I think that's adventurous. And I think, it, I think adventurous is being happy with the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm very adventurous in my life because I very rarely know what's gonna happen next. But yeah, that's, that's how I define adventurous. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? so disconcerting i realize how much of a contradiction i am i've always said this i'm a very split personality and it really depends on what day you get me but you've got me on a day when i'm very reflective so it's been really fun thank you
1: thank you again fran for being a guest on podcaster it was nice to meet you it was lovely to meet you too V. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at podcasterpod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.
0: This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network.